You're on with Barbara. Hey, 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 it's me, Barbara Corcoran, and this is 888-BARBARA. That's right, it's time to answer all your burning questions. From the boardroom to the bedroom, nothing is off limits. So listen up for some advice on how to live your best life. Each week, I'll be answering all your burning questions, and sometimes I'll be asking them too, interviewing some of the greatest folks I know to learn the secrets of their success so I can share them with you. Passion. If I hear one more person ask me, how do I find my passion? I think I'm going to just pour myself a stiff drink. Is passion even necessary? Do you need it to succeed in life? I say yes. But most of us don't know how to grab it and make it our own and use it for accomplishing what we want. Listen in. I'm talking to Ethan, an eager beaver who can't wait to wrap something around his passion. The problem is, is he needs a little help finding out what his passion is. That's you? Come on. I'm going to help you out here. And then there's Ross from L.A., about to enter a passionless relationship with real estate. Oh, I'm going to talk him out of that one. But how does he find what he really should be doing? Listen in. Hey, Robert. This is Ethan. I just moved to West Village, uh, New York, Manhattan, from a small city called Newport News in Virginia, uh, basically to follow my dream. So we opened up a gym, and we're looking to expand. I'm 26 years old. We're looking to get five studios in the next two, three years. But something feels a bit off as far as passion-wise. Like, I'm looking to basically rekindle that flame that I once had. Like, I've written a couple books. I feel like, you know, I'm looking up to people like you, Mark, and everybody on the panel. And I just want to know, how did you rekindle the flame if it ever went out? I like to read and I like to write. So I wonder if I can do something with that. So maybe writing a book, maybe reading a certain book that helps you. Anything that you think would be of service, I, I appreciate you giving my question some time. Thank you so much. That's a great question, and I think it's a good question for two reasons. It's good for you, and it's good for a lot of other people. There's so many people stuck doing things that they think they have to stay with and forgetting that life is really yours to make it what you want. So you ask the most valid question, am I doing the right thing? I mean, if you can't ask those kind of questions, what a shame of a life is, right? Exactly. You've been doing this for three years. You have partners in the gym you started here in New York City, from what I understand. I didn't start the gym. I came up here to work for someone who I read in Entrepreneur Magazine. Uh, ah. They called him Elon Musk of the fitness industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was self-employed back where I was, but I came up to be like a studio manager ah. to help them grow the business to multiple studios and manage each one. In doing that, I started to realize, like, I really enjoy business. I really like innovation, you know, disrupting industries, and I think the company is doing it. But at times, I'm like, do I want a little bit more? I'm 26, so I'm like, should I take the biggest risks of my life right now or should I wait until 35? Mm. I think the answer is right now. Yeah. Uh, well, Ethan, you already answered that very important question. You don't have kids. You don't have a wife to support right now. You're free, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you have to do it while you're free. I mean, if you don't do it now and you wait until you get more settled with a family of your own, say, it'll be so much harder because you have all their lives to consider. So now you're free. It's the best time to do it. What I love about your question is you're questioning your soul, which is the most important thing to ask about. So you're going to work every day. You're obviously successful. If you're managing multiple gyms, they must be very happy with your work and you're probably making good money. Am I right? I'm doing okay. 
They're doing okay. In New York, you have to almost make billions a year to feel like you're making good money. It has a way of dwarfing you here, doesn't it? One day, yeah. It's a lot different from home, that's for sure. Okay, so you mentioned to me that you like to write. That's a generality, liking to write. Do you have a talent for writing? Do you think you're a good writer? Yeah, I read a book a week. So wow. I've read many different books about, like, right here I have Built to Last by Jim Collins, uh, Deep Work, Be Our Guest. I haven't read your book yet. I want to. Shark Tales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I read all the, the business books. The first book I read was Steve Jobs' biography by Walter Isaacson when I was in college. Terrific And book. after that, I was like, I know what I want to do. I want to find a new way to invent something new. When I write books, it's mostly fitness books because that's what my major is in. That's what I do. You know, I'm a personal mm-hmm. trainer. Yeah. So I help people with that. All in all, it sounds like I'm holding off on making that big switch into business, if that makes sense. Whether it's, you know, being a business owner, fitness business owner, or just like trying to pave my way in the fitness industry somewhere else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It sounds to me like you're looking way right, way left, which ain't a bad thing as long as you bring the focus in, right? And that's probably a little bit of what you're wrestling with right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Well, first, when you were telling me how many books you read, I was thinking to myself, hey, at least he's a good reader. I'm not sure that means you're a good writer. Very opposite skills, reading and writing, right? Right. Uh, Are you a good writer? Did you just allude to the fact that you wrote a few business books or a few exercise books? Yeah, two fitness books. Yeah, I'd really like writing. Writing is probably easier for me than reading. Mm -hmm. I'm only interested in business books. Like if you gave me Harry Potter, I wouldn't read the first page. It's only business that I care about. I wrote one book that was 50,000 words. I I forgot what I was going to call it. This was like three years ago. I haven't touched it since because like basically I was writing it and it like took over my life. So then I went through a breakup. And after that, I was like, ah, this book isn't worth anything to me right now. (laughs) Like Ah, I just stopped writing it. Kind of got out of the mood. Yeah. Let me ask you a couple of questions to make sure I'm listening well, Ethan, if you don't mind. One, you wrote two fitness books already. You completed those books and published them. Did you self-publish them? They're just self-published on Amazon. They're little eBooks. One's called the Intermittent Fasting Progression Plan and the other is First Five. Okay. And then you started writing also a business book focused on business. Is that the book you abandoned after you did a good deal of work on it? Nope. Nope. That's another fitness book. That was the one that I started a while ago and then I stopped writing it because it was so long. It was so hard to like edit. Mm. And then I basically just stopped uh, writing it because I was like, this is too long. No one's going to read it. It's too complicated. <laughs> well, there's an honest <laughs> yeah. assessment so, of your work. It was kind of like a jump start into writing books and I'll come back to it eventually once I like find my way. Like yeah. right now, I really want to figure out my direction because I want to dive deep into whatever I'm most interested in. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're confusing me. And so far, your direction is going in a few places. Let me ask you one other question. You had said that you wanted to write business books per se. That's very different than writing a fitness book. Am I correct? A different objective? Right. I definitely would like to. Okay. So what would you like to write about other than business? What specifically would you hope to get done writing this ideal book that's floating around in your head right now? Yeah, I would like to write a series. Like if you think of Start With Why by Simon Sinek, mm-hmm. I'd like to write to millennials about breaking free from thinking that they need to follow college and get a job and like follow that route. Mm-hmm. And basically just sitting back, spending time alone, reading things that they're interested in mm-hmm. and finding a way to like start their own business, start their own brand. Because we live in the best time ever to be alive. We could do Absolutely. anything we ever want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The working world is also very limited. If you just kind of start at the bottom, you know, the baby boomers are still in the job. So basically, I'd like to help people break free of the mold to start their own thing and then finish out the series where, all right, now let's talk about efficiency, where it's like the one thing by Jay Papasan. I don't know if you've heard of that book. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I've talked on the phone with Jake before. He was an online client for a little bit. Wow. Something like that where I talk about efficiency and how to focus in a noisy world because especially in New York too. <laughs> Overall, like social media, it's so easy to get distracted from things and that affects our attention span. And everyone now is doing shallow work. Everyone's posting the cool pictures on Instagram and, and YouTube and whatnot. No one's really diving deep and focusing on how to do something that no one else is doing. Everyone's kind of following the same sequence. Got it. So, okay, here's my uh, take on it. Ready? Right. There's one thing you're missing about writing this business book series or even the first one. You don't know how to do it for yourself, and that's a problem. Okay? Exactly. You want to write about breaking free thinking, which I, in fact, love that phrase, and how to get there. In other words, you don't want a theoretical book. You want to, this is how you break free, and now this is how you get there. You don't have the right, in my opinion, to write that second half of the book unless you can do it for yourself. You know, it's kind of like those who teach don't do. That's not always true. You got to be the teacher that teaches and can do because this is how I did it. Let's focus on that for a minute before you start thinking about wanting to make a living writing books on business because you're missing that very important second half. You got to be able to do it. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You become a more executioner. Yeah. Well, you also need a clarity of goal, okay? I think you're the type of person that's driven to distraction, as they say, uh, which is the good news to that is you can look left, right, see all the mountaintops and decide which one you might want to climb. But chances are you want to climb them all on any given day. And that will keep you <laughs> scanning the mountaintops versus getting your shoes on and starting to hike up, so to speak. You know what I mean, right? Okay. Absolutely. So yeah. what can you do? You have the breaking free thinking. I can hear that. Okay. You could write at that half of the book, but yeah. what can you do for your own life right now? after you break free from this position you have that you've done a good job on to move yourself forward to a new God or a new goal that you want to pursue? The main thing is they brought me up here to basically be like a business fitness focus. Mm -hmm. So I'm launching their online coaching platform because I have a vision of putting a personal trainer in everyone's pocket. I would like to make fitness accessible and daily part of everyone's life. Wait, is so, that their goal or is that your goal? Is that a book? Is that a project? Again, I feel like you're going off left or right. I want to hear it, but I'm not sure how to connect the dots. So basically, they brought me up to, to work for this company to, to launch their online training as well as manage their studios. But okay. right now we're about to launch their online training program because they know my like deep focus is to put a personal trainer in everyone's pocket. That's your focus or theirs, or it's a community focus and they're wanting you to do it for their brand. I'm confused as to who you're doing that for. Yeah. It's my focus, but I grew a six-figure business on my own way back when, but doing it one person is too tough. They're still a small business. They have like 30 trainers and they have like a back office. They have people that could do stuff besides just me doing everything. But get back on tests, uh, launching the online coaching, putting the coach in everybody's pocket. Is that part of your job description? They say to you, hey, we want you to do this. Get that coach in everybody's pocket. Here's the budget to do it. It's due in about six weeks time. And this is how we're going to launch it. Is it that? Yeah. That's what exactly. they're doing. Okay, so do you want to do that? That's their God. That's not necessarily yours. Or is that the next thing you want to hop on and stall off uh, redefining your own purpose in life? That right now is something I'm really focused on. You want to focus on, not for them, but you want to focus on. Yeah, I want to focus on it. Can you do that on your own? Why do you need them? So I tried doing it on my own. I had uh, like 100 active clients at one time. I had a personal trainer and a registered dietitian. But every client I brought on knew me. You know, so if they knew me, they wanted me to also do check-in calls and talk. You probably talked to a ton of people a day, but that was getting exhausting doing a bunch of, of checking calls all the time. So 
now it's like each personal trainer has their own clients. It's not going to be me having to call every single client every hour of the day. It was taking over my life. So now it lets me step back from the personal training side of things and go towards the business side of things, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But is this theory or is this something you're working on right now for this group of people that own the business? Yeah, I've already gave them the launch runway systems. We've recorded the content and we're about to launch it, I would say, in about a month. Ethan, here's what I got to say to you, okay? Believe it or not, and I'm a good, strong listener, I'm still totally distracted by a number of the things you're distracted with. (laughs) Okay, is this launching the online coaching system your dream that you want to do for yourself? Would that satisfy you for the second half of the book that you want to write on how to get there? Or is this a continuation or new twist on the old problem working for these other guys? I view it as a stepping stone. I think once I do this, it'll help me gain the skills that and basically provide clarity as far as what I ultimately want to do. I, I don't have it all figured out. You can tell that most likely. But uh-huh. Very much so. Yeah. I get a lot of intrinsic value from doing the stuff. So like in doing this, I'm learning the lessons, but I'm also enjoying everything. My next question is, do you need these other guys to launch your online coaching system financially? time-wise, you need them. Yes, absolutely. And now I'm going to ask you, what does this launching online coaching system have to do with getting you where you ultimately want to go as a writer? This is basically me implementing. This is me showing that I have what it takes and putting all the knowledge that I've gained towards this program. To implement a program. But I didn't hear earlier, listening hard, that that was the goal you were trying to define. Yes or no? Yes, I would say yes. For now, it's my short-term goal for sure. Okay, so guess what? You're not ready to decide what you want to do with your life. If that's your short-term goal and you think in that process it will somehow vaguely make you realize what your long-term goal is, Mm -hmm. go ahead. But I'm going to not put my money on it. I think what it takes to define a goal is a clear image of who you want to be and how specifically you're going to get there. And I don't think that has to be a hardcore business plan, but I think it has to answer to the tune of your own heart of what's in your heart. I can't picture you, Ethan, launching an online coaching business and thinking it's the greatest thing in the world and this is my life calling. No, I don't hear that in you. I think you have to figure out still what it is. And you know what's an interesting thing about life? You give it away in parcels in clips of 10, 12 weeks at a time. And then you're looking back and going, wait, 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 what what was my goal? No, I think you have to go to the mountain that you're hesitating to climb, figuratively or physically, maybe, and sit down with a big legal pad and write down what you really envision for yourself in your life. What specifically do you value? The satisfaction of getting something done clearly, I heard that with you. A healthy lifestyle, clearly with you, or you wouldn't even be in the line of work, okay? Right. Does it have to involve New York? Do you visualize yourself living there? What kind of person do you picture cuddled up with your book, hanging on every word? Do you need the physical contact with them as well? Or it's just that you want to know they're reading your book and it's making a difference in your life. Either way, the missing piece is you need your own story on getting to the mountaintop that you've defined for yourself. And I don't hear that. And I would suggest that's the best use of your time. Take a week off, a two-day off, whatever you got to do to really get into your own head without distraction because your biggest enemy 
is your distraction. And I just don't want to hear from you six years from now and then 12 years from now, how you had all this interesting chunks of time, but you never really got to have the life that you really wanted. I think that's worth the time right now. While you're young, you got the energy. You're a smart guy. I could hear it. You can accomplish anything you want to put your head to, but you're not sure what you want to wrap your head around. And only you could define that if you give yourself the time in the breathing space. Does that make sense? That's so spot on for sure. Okay, Ethan. On that note, I say, Mr. Ethan, get the second half of your hiding gear (laughs) (laughs) and really get clear as to what you want to get done. How did you know real estate was your thing? How, How did you know? You know what I did? I listened to my intuition by sheer happenstance. I stepped into it. And the very first key that I stuck in a door to show an apartment and I smiled and looked at my customer. You'd swear I was looking at God himself. I thought, baby, this is for me. There was never a moment of doubt. And until you feel that click, and sometimes you can't invent it in your head. You have to walk in, feel that click, and you know you got it. You know, you got life by its tail and I just chased it for the rest of my life and I haven't had a moment to regret. But let me tell you, I had 22 jobs before I found that one. And that's what you got to do. Don't get stuck in your rut just because it's a little better this month than last. And that's what I fear most for you. Go find yourself, Ethan. You're very capable. You're a smart ass guy. Come on. Like every book I read, I think it'll put me like a little bit closer. No, no, no. Stop reading the goddamn books. You have to read your own book. Get out there and read your own book. The book inside your soul. Let's go. Go, 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 go. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Goodbye. Will do. Okay. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you so much, Barbara. Pleasure. Good morning, Barbara. My name is Ross. I'm calling you from Los Angeles, California. I know you're the real estate queen and I, I watch you on Shark Tank. I'm studying to get my uh, real estate license. The thing is, I'm, I don't really have a strong passion for it. Actually, I don't have a passion for it at all, but I'm just doing it for the money and that way it could get me to where I want to be down the line. So I'm using it as a tool. I just wanted to know if that's a good strategy to go about it. All right, thanks. Hey, Ross, how are you? It's Barb. <laughs> Hi, Barbara. I'm so happy to talk to you. <laughs> I'm happy to talk to you, Ross. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, that's awesome. You know, I watch Shark Tank all the time, Barbara, and I always see you there. You're very good. I'm not there every single night of the week, but I'm there a good deal. And let me tell you something. If you weren't watching me and other people weren't watching me, I'd be out looking for a job right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really blessed. This is a very good that I could talk to you. That's I'm really happy. My pleasure. I'm going to do my best to give you a hand. Yeah. You being so raw and honest with your question, what's wonderful about that, Ross, is it gives you the ability to help other people, which is what I really like. Right. That's right. So I got your question and you're asking me very clearly, is this a good strategy to follow? It's a terrible strategy. What are you out of your mind? (laughs) You can't do real estate to make money. I've never seen anyone succeed at it if you don't have a passion for it. And you know already before you even start your job that you don't have a passion. You're taking the course and you're thinking that this will be a means to an end. And the means it's going to provide you is money to get to your end. Well, bad news, Ross. You're not going to make any money in real estate. You have to have passion, the talent, the fuel in your belly to work at it 18 hours a day. It's not an easy business. People think it is because they think, oh, you just open doors. No, no, no. You got to find the customer. 
You got to make them love you. You got to find the listing. You got to get it priced right. You got to make them love you. It is such an all-encompassing job to be good at real estate that if you don't have the fire in your belly and you don't like just can't wait to get up in the morning, you're never going to make any money. So now the question really is, Barb, what else can I do? What are you good at, Ross? I'm into sports. I play a lot of sports. I mm. play a lot of soccer and uh I did a lot of customer service. I worked with clients a lot. I worked for a European automotive shop. Describe that to me. I can't quite visualize it. Well, I was working in a European auto shop and I was selling some vehicles and and giving advice on cars. It was my dad's business. I was helping him out a little bit. And what happened in that shop? It was your dad's business. Did he sell it? He was with someone and it didn't work out with them. So they... shut down basically. Ah, too bad. Too bad for your dad. He probably put a lot of effort in, even much more than you. Yeah. Yeah, money, time, and oh boy, Mm. maybe he should be calling me, not you. Well, how's he doing? (laughs) (laughs) He's doing fine. Yeah, he's he's working for a city job right now. He's in the automotive field. Okay, so you guys really like cars, is that right? Yeah, we're basically we've been around him for for a while in the business, and before, yeah, we're really into like exotic cars and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. How did you like that customer service job? You were selling and servicing. I was just doing what my dad was telling me, pretty much servicing. And the best thing I liked about it, Barbara, was just communicating with the customers, you know, and helping them and answering their questions. And that's what I really enjoyed most is the people, the service, providing that service for them, you know. Would you have liked it as much as you did if you didn't know a lot about foreign cars, exotic cars? Was that knowledge a key piece to you enjoying the communication, having the knowledge base to give good advice? Was that important to you or not? I would say so, yes. Definitely. I think the knowledge definitely helps. You got to really know what you're dealing with. But like, again, I'm not too good on cars. I was just doing pretty much, I was like my dad's wing. He was always there and he was telling me what to say sometimes. And he's the main expert. I was just like kind of helping him out. So that's good. Your dad gave you two gifts. He gave you training on sales and servicing, which is something you can use in any position if you're good at it. And he Uh also gave you the gift of leaving and letting you build a world for yourself, which a lot of parents are unable to do. So his misfortune, in my mind, was your good fortune because it turned a page and enabled you to go on. Okay, I'm going to stop you from continuing that education to go into real estate because uh, that's the wrong page, but that you're turning a page good for you. Okay. Would you say your interest in cars is a big interest or is it just it happened to be that moment and you're really not that excited about cars? Honestly, Barbara, I'm excited about cars, but it was kind of like at the moment. It was just that kind of thing. This is like a season in my life where I was involved with. So I wouldn't say I'm like too crazy about it. And down in the future, I wanted to start maybe some kind of business or something. That's why I thought I would try this real estate thing and see if maybe it will work out for me. It will get me to that financial freedom. I signed up with a company, Barbara, basically flip houses and stuff like that. I'm still new over there. They said I got to look for property, basically, like distressed homes. If they're interested, I get like some kind of commission, you know, just to start off with that. Mm. That's what they do. They flip homes and they're like investors, like cash buyers. Yeah, I got involved with that. So I wanted kind of to ask you, do you think that's a, a good way to go about that? Or do you think that's all like fishy? Stuff. I'll tell you, it's a terrible idea for you, Ross. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. And I'm not knocking the business. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that make a lot of money. The problem is they don't make money for the people that work for them. 
They make right. money for the equity players, the guys with the big fat cash in their pocket. They have the money to put down and take advantage. So I'm not saying that it's not a good career, but it's much better as a career when you have money in your pocket. That's where you make the money, not as a ferret to seek out the homes on a commission basis. You won't accumulate any cash there. I hope you don't mind me just telling you like it is, do you? Do I have your permission? Oh, of course. I, I'm here to hear the truth. Yeah, before I get into any trouble later on. So. You're not going to get into trouble, but you know what you're going to do? You're going to piss away your time, which is a shame because you're like a smart guy who could do very well in life. You just strike me like that kind of guy. So you just have to find your well as to where you're going to do well. I think you're going to have to do it in two steps, right? I think you're going to have to land some kind of a job, kind of like what you were doing with your dad, where you discover some kind of a aptitude you have. So I would say from that first job, I learned listening to you, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that you enjoy people very much. It's not like, I ah, this bastard came in and I had had it with the guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's not the Ross I'm here. I'm here a guy that likes people. You chat them up, da, da, da. You liked cars. It wasn't your passion passion in life, but you like them well enough to know enough to really talk about it. Okay. So that says to me that you're a flexible guy, that you could probably learn a myriad of things and probably talk the talk with people and they would probably respond well and really like you. You might be good in sales. And if you're going to do well in any occupation, especially eventually, if you want to start your own business sales, you have to have, or you just can't succeed. You got to sell people on your idea, your service, your product coming along with you, working for you, bearing with you when you can't pay them enough. It's sales, 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 sales when you're building a business. So let's uh -huh. assume you want to get there. And I'm not sure you have a big passion for that. I haven't quite heard it yet, but maybe you will feel very strong about that. But here's the rub you have to find now. You have to find something that you're going to enjoy doing. Any ideas? Right. Not as a means to accumulate cash so you want to get to where you want to go. But what can you envision yourself enjoy doing? Just picture a day where you're working. Can you picture working on a machine and enjoying yourself? No, not really. <laughs> okay, so we take no. that off the list, okay? Yeah. Can you picture working in a grocery store at a checkout counter? No. Okay, take no. that off your list. We're narrowing it down. Can you picture selling exotic cars, say, at a Mercedes dealer down the road? I could, Barbara, yes. Okay. You know what I would do? And I'm only saying cars because you have some experience there and you could probably get that position more easily than you could if you were selling computer equipment because you have it already on your resume. Yeah, this is what I did. It's a natural background. You strike me like you could be a phenomenal salesman if you like your product. Right. And let me tell you why that's the roads to riches versus working for the real estate outfit that you're not excited about already before you even get started. What can happen there is you can own your own dealership. You could sell dealerships. You could franchise a new concept you discover when you discover a need with a few customers coming in, always asking for the same thing and nobody supplies that need. You're in the waters where there's creativity because you're in your element, because your energy is flowing okay because you're enjoying what you're doing. I'm in the camp of belief that people cannot succeed at what they don't enjoy. Just doesn't right. happen. You do sports at all, Ross? I do. I play soccer, a lot of soccer. You ever see a great player who's thinking really, really hard playing and thinking, I better hop up now at this second, three inches in the sky and catch that ball that's eight inches beyond my reach. My hands are five inches tall. No, they just <laughs> leap up and the ball's in the hand. That's because they love the game. You got to find a game you love. And it that's doesn't right. have to be a right position. It just has to be a beginning position. And then you look around and ask yourself every day, why not me? Why can't I own a place like this? If you right, think right. it, 
and eat it and breathe it and visualize it, you will have one of your customers walk in as your investor that puts you in business because you really believe it. It finds you just like you find it. But you got to get into something you really enjoy doing. That's not a tall order. Just quit that job now. Tell them, promise me you're quitting the job of trying to be a real estate agent. Please tell me. (laughs) Well, that's awesome, Barbara. No, 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 that's not. I didn't want to hear that was awesome. Tell me you're (laughs) going to stop trying to be a real estate agent for this company. I'll stop. Okay, good. That's your promise. I trust your word. (laughs) Uh, Ross, one of the nicest things I hear from your voice that you're going to have people respond to everyone for the rest of your life is you're a good guy and people are going to trust you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Barbara. I don't know. We were watching Shark Tank a couple days ago. My dad watches it sometimes. And and he said, he's like, I like that lady. I'm like, you're talking about Barbara. And he's like, yeah, her. He's the real estate like queen, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you, is your dad married happily? Oh, he's, he's divorced. Here we go, baby. I might be your stepmom. <laughs> whoa, whoa, oh, sorry, sorry. I forgot I have my husband, Bill, of 35 years waiting at home. Never mind, never mind. Don't say anything to your dad yet. If uh, Bill okay. kicks a bucket, I'll give you a call. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ross, I'm hoping for good things. Yeah, thank from you, you so much, Barbara, for your wisdom. Words of wisdom. I mean, that's really awesome. You got all the wisdom within you. You don't need me. Get going. Bye. <laughs> all right. Bye bye, Barbara. Bye bye. And that's all the questions we have time for today. I hope you found the advice helpful. Think I got it right? Think I got it wrong? Have an idea for a great guest? Come on, give it to me. Tweet me at Barbara Corcoran using the hashtag 888Barbara and keep those questions coming into the 888Barbara hotline. You can subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't be coy. Leave a review for the show at Apple Podcasts and keep the party going on. We'll see you next time. 888 Barber is produced by Sandy Smolens for Audiation, and Lila Mann is our executive producer. Audiation.